A quick note before we begin this episode of After Cana. When I originally recorded this episode with Luisana and Richard, who you'll meet in a second, it was an awesome conversation. Um, It was also a very long conversation. So we thought we'd try something new and um, turn this into a two-part episode with this being part one and the rest of the interview being um, part two, which will be... um, the next episode. So without further ado, here is part one of my interview with Lisa and Richard Bethencourt for After Cana. You've been through pre-Cana. Maybe you even said I do. And now what? Welcome to After Cana, a podcast for young couples looking to make it until death do they part. In each episode, we'll share sage wisdom and practical advice from couples who've been married for 20 plus years. In today's episode, we have Richard and Luisana Bethencourt, from, who are originally from Venezuela, correct? Yes. And we're now living in D.C. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you we're so much. Very, we're very excited to have you. Um, but why don't you tell us a little bit about your story, how you guys met, dating, engagement, marriage, all those fun things. I will. I will, but... But before anything, just let me tell all of you guys, young guys out there, because you were addressing this issue, uh, the, the marriage, the prospects of marriage for young people, mm-hmm. is this. Marriage has a, dynam- a dynamic of its own. Mm-hmm. So, so, so this is one thing that I want to say heart to heart. Don't worry about how marriage evolves. It will evolve. What you got to do is move along it. Uh, it only gets better. So if you think that the that dating was fun, which was very fun, is very fun, it even gets better in marriage because it doesn't mean that it's always fun. Mm-hmm. In fact, it, it, there's a lot of hardships. But one thing is true. The marriage evolves towards making the parties as happy as anybody can be in this life. So let yourselves be taken by this beauty, which we call marriage. And there we go. Now we can start talking. I'll let I'll, I'll let um, Luisana um, introduce how we met. Uh, and we'll be brief because, of course, you guys don't want to have all the details about that. <laughs> We love a good love story, so as many details as yeah. You well, I I don't think it's a coincidence that we are um, talking about our marriage today. When yesterday we it was our thirty eighth anniversary. Oh my gosh! Congratulations! Yeah, thank you. So the story is that we were both young professionals in a new town back in Venezuela. And for different reasons, we we were there and we don't know much anybody. We were starting a new stage of life. We were all professional. We were all um, in new jobs. And But we have family, friends in common. So one of them, it was his aunt. And she was a very good friend of my mom. She realized that we both were there, new in the area. And she started inviting us in a very, very discreet way. 
So I think she planned many events in her house that year <laughs> just to, to promote and to give us the opportunity to, to be there. And I think that's the way that she ignited the flame and everything from there is history. But the, the interesting thing is that she is so proud of that part of the story. That, she, every, <laughs> that every time that we are together and we are in a family reunion, she feels such a big part of this. That's so awesome. I, I want to honor her <laughs> and Ellie. I want to honor her in this story. Elisa. So Elisa. her real name, her full name is Elisa. So for sure, she will be uh, one of the Ellie. first ones to share the Elisa. podcast with. <laughs> So she, well, I think she finds something interesting in us that she was um, happy to connect us. But I think she will never imagine that this marriage will last 38 years and we have nine kids, wow. 11 grandkids and two in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's keep growing, keep growing. I, awesome. was, I, I was 23rd and he was 27. And I don't know, this is one thing that a lot of my girls, I have six girls, so we have this conversation a lot at home and um, that they ask me, how do you know? Mm. And I think at that moment in life, when you already went through college and everything, you know exactly when you find that person. So I think at that point, we know uh, this is it. We got engaged very soon. And we married six months later. We decided to choose a feast of our lady that we entrust our marriage to her. So when you invite me to this podcast with such a beautiful um, relation with our lady, everything sounds so connected. And I will say that we have gone through a lot. And, but before you go there, uh -huh. um, let me say this to the young guys out there, even those that are dating now. Uh, there's this movie, uh, celebrate movie. I keep forget Will Hunt something. Will Hunting. Yeah, exactly. And there's a dialogue there between Robert, uh, Robin Williams and Matt Damon, um, where they talk about the marriage and how did he find out the the patient or the client would ask the psychologist that you know that they could work it out and something along these lines you know you don't you don't you can't calculate calculate every single thing in life i didn't calculate that we were going to have nine kids <laughs> i mean i you know when i could have expected even more but didn't calculate that and and much less make a budget for it mm -hmm. uh, and that goes back to my intro here you know, that marriage has its own dynamics and it will work just as long as we play along with it. And um, in that movie, Robin Williams points out what is important is if the relationship works. So if you find that the relationship works, then you're good to go. Then there isn't a second element into all of this. And of course, everybody has its own case. But the second element, especially for us guys, is to then make a decision. Because sometimes we see things clearly or more or less clearly, but then we shrink because, because yes, it's a life commitment. 
It's not something, you know, like you say, okay, uh, like, like I heard somebody posting something these days uh, just recently that I want a serious commitment for the next six months. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> okay, I don't know who that guy's going to date or find, but, you know, yes, it's a, a life venture. And then no matter how clear you see things, um, you might still shrink of, of that of that adventure, of that, you know, you can call it adventure, you call it, call it commitment. I rather call it adventure because, well, it commitment is also welcome. <laughs> right. Now that happened in this very short time that Luisana is mentioning, at least from my part. And I could see, you know, that the relationship was working. So, and I had a past history of seeing things going south quite often mm -hmm. so it's not like i was at my 27 saying hey you know i'm here ready to no i was taking my time as much as i could but i realized that this relationship was working like it's working today i want to say <laughs> i don't know i don't want to put her on a test i don't want to be tested but i saw the relationship working perfectly not even well but perfectly i it really daunted me because yeah. i i found myself faced with the fact of what i was praying some time before you know to enter into a into a family into establishing a family and i had it right there in my face here it is so now and when that happened i didn't kind of take action right there um but i did because i would have been a fool if it had, had not yeah. so no i think there is something very intimidating when the real deal shows up in front of you exactly and no matter like how much you want to how like convicted you are that your vocation is marriage like i remember um my when my husband and i met like my my girlfriends would laugh at me because they'd be like, how's it going? And I would complain. I'd be like, it's too perfect. It's too perfect. Everything's going too well. He's too nice. Like all these sorts of things. And I was similar in that, like, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Right. Where you're like, what's his deal? What's his catch? Like what skeletons are in the closet? Um, but what you also made me think of was um, my, one of my younger brothers, actually, he was asking my husband for dating advice and my husband, um, Cause he was like, I don't know, like this girl's so awesome. And I like really want to ask her out and all these things. And my husband, he has a line with his friends of um, that I think is Napoleon, but it's, don't interrupt your opponent when they're making a mistake. He was like, if she hasn't, if she thinks you're awesome and you know, all your flaws, like don't let her, like let her keep going, you know? But I think marriage is, I remember before I got married, like just how intimidating it all seemed like to commit yourself to someone forever is a long, forever is a long time. But that's so beautiful the way you talk about it of like, yeah, when the real deal is right in front of you. Right deal. And let me say this, I'll admit it here publicly, but this wonderful, awesome, outstanding lady uh, said, hey, Richard, we're not going to play here games. Either you take action or goodbye. I want oh, to see you. Yes. 
Love that. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I'm saying this because I'm a father now today. Mm -hmm. And I'm so concerned about my daughters as well. And Mm -hmm. my wife did exactly what had to be done. Put Mm -hmm. things where they belong. We were already of age. We were serious. We knew what we had to do. So no wasting time. Agreed. And I think there's a beautiful dynamic of like male and female where it's like, Sometimes the woman just has to be like, yes or no, in or out. Like, are you, are you going to do it or not? Um, well, and let me say this, because my daughter, I'm, I'm going through this experience. Some people say Catholics don't or or Christians or whoever, they don't uh, they don't have relations before marriage. Well, you know, that's the negative way to put it. The mm-hmm. right way to put it is they have a lot of relations when they marry. And that's why we prepare for that moment. It's not about abstinence. It's about protecting the true relationship when the time, the time comes for that. So, so yes, I mean, it's about getting ready for all of that. And if you don't take action, my friend, bye-bye, bye-bye. I'll see you some other day. Well, we are closing one in the first question. In the question number one. But, well, okay. <laughs> that's okay. That but that's okay. Yeah. No, I, I wonder if you guys could, jumping off from this, but if you could tell us a little bit about, like, what your first couple years of marriage was like, you know, and, like, what, because I know you came to the States from Venezuela, so and I, I'm not sure when that happened, but, it, and everyone always says, like, the first year is the hardest, but what were your what were some challenges what were like some things you discovered or maybe you were really good at them was there anything like within those first couple years well I think um when we have 30 years to see back um it's many highs and lows that we now call it highs and growth Mm-hmm. Because you see that from every low, it came a lot of learning. Um, I think at this point, I I will say that, yes, the first year is a lot of adjustment. It's a lot of personal um, building, personal relationship. But in our case, we have a honeymoon baby. Oh, wow. So the, the building of a family came very quick. And... Um, but from things that we need to go through later in life, I don't think that was the most difficult moment, even though <laughs> it can feel like that in that moment. Uh, and that is one of the things that I want to share that is re- related to to the, um, the capacity of change in mm-hmm. love. And because I really think, I really think that we need to love through change and there are many seasons in 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 the marriage and in our personal situation immigration was one of the difficult ones because we are a large family and we went to political you know distress and so many things and we need to go to a new country with nine kids and build a whole new life um i love to see ourselves like the new modern bone trap family <laughs> so you, you really you're really talking with a new bone trap family <laughs> <laughs> and it's not it's not maybe we 
we were not singing through the hills, uh, <laughs> but we we went through a lot of um, common things, and especially in the political context, but also on the um, ability to don't lose, you know, don't lose the beauty, the joy, and the and the happiness and the family, even though you are changing the geographical point, but your family will be, it will remain the same, whatever your family values need to be the same, whatever you are. So at this point, I am not, I cannot answer that question. I think every year I had different struggle and Mary had so many, marriage has so many seasons in life Mm -hmm. that you better enjoy and live the present moment, but because you never know what will come later. Yeah. I can only say that first year uh, I was changing my son and for some reason, uh, who was just born, for some reason I was arguing with my wife about, you know, you got to do this this way or so on. Mm. And then suddenly a shot of pee comes out from this baby straight on me. I learned that day that I don't argue with my wife. So was that a hardship? Well, yeah, but that was the first year. That's it. That's about what it was. That summed up the first year. (laughs) This part from the podcast. (laughs) That's okay. That's, I mean, that's family life. Like, exactly. <laughs> family yeah. life. And to tell, you, to tell you the truth, when we were preparing this and sharing some ideas, I um, it was a struggling on how how to be real and at the same time how to be sweet. But I remember this phrase of um, Brené, Brené Brown that she said, "Clear is kind." So we don't want to idealize marriage that when you get there, then you are like, oh, nobody told me this. So we want to really be realistic and see both sides of the coin. Yeah, no. And it's 100 percent when I um, when I first got married, I everyone was asking me, you know, oh, like, oh, my gosh, like you're newlywed. How is it? And I would look at people and I'd be like, it's hard, like it's an adjustment. I'm living with someone that I've never lived with before. I'm figuring out, um, marriage in general. Like I'm also like just my entire life has changed and awesome. And, you know, sometimes struggles like those, like new ones come up. Um, I'm exhausted from planning a wedding. Like (laughs) there's so many other things coming up and everyone would be like, Oh, like, are you okay? Like, is everything fine? I was like, no, it's great. Like it's hard, but it's great. And so my husband was like, maybe we should find a better way to say it. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I, I think you're doing the right thing. I think, I think sometimes even today in this era, there is some woman that still, or or men too, that idealize marriage. And then they came to marriage with disappointment or what is what is it but we I think we make a great contribution if we are if we are real yeah and I think that's kind of you know what this podcast is about is like a lot of people are either right about to start marriage or on the other side of marriage and yes even with all like the preparation that I went through with my husband and like all the conversations that we had like it's still like 
even currently, like six months into our marriage, like it's, it's still a struggle. And I'm sure you guys can attest 38 years later, like there will still be struggles that are happening. Yes. I think um, what you guys were talking about, about um, change and how like the marriage is constantly evolving. I think a lot of younger, like, you know, millennials and like the generation after us, like the idea of like having something that can't quite put your finger on where like it's going to be like this for exactly 57 years and like and every day is going to be like this and to have something where you're like I I don't know like I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow I don't know what's gonna happen like even like three four or five years from now and even if you do plan God's got another one that will probably be better than yours and it's adjusting like your will to his and so I think you can either look at that and be like, oh no, that's too much. Or you can look at it and be like, bring it on, let's go. (laughs) And I think that attitude comes even more so when you've found the right person, when you have that person by your side where you're like, all right, let's do this. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I heard a phrase that said, uh, we are not looking for perfection. We are two imperfect people that decided to don't give up in ourselves. And that's, that's, that's what it is. And talking about the first years, I don't know why this came to my mind and I will share this. I hope you're okay with it. <laughs> but uh, one of the things, because we're talking about the struggle in the future, but also in the first year's marriage, we struggle with the expectation and the roles that we have in our mind from our own families. And I remember one of the shocking things to me was that my father was an engineer and she was very handy in the house. He, sorry, he was very handy in the house and he never, he fixed everything and he never called anybody to fix anything. And then I, well, I, I turn on and off the switches, you know, I, <laughs> I managed to do that. Exactly. And I, I married this intellectual that don't even know how to put a libel. And I was oh, so, I, I, I didn't know. Did okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was shocking to me. And I remember calling at one fr- um, a friend of mine that was like my mentor in marriage, that she have a beautiful marriage, a large family. And I and I was so confused because for me that was connected to the role of the husband. But it that disconnection, it really shocked me. Like, wow, there is a man that doesn't do this, but do other things that my dad doesn't do. So how do I change that? How me, do I change me, the concept? So, so oh, he's much better. Now. So now, well, thank you for that. But I'm going to say something because I think it's revealing. This is the first time in 38 years of marriage that I that you heard that that I hear this because wow. she always she has always made me feel, uh, you know, enough. I mean, she's always affirmed me. And I, I remember, I remember some, because I understand this as a, a shortcoming of myself. I mean, you know, I only through the years, well, because I was raised in the city. My father was a city guy from Manhattan. You know, we didn't have all these. And my father had another kind of upbringing. So he was not like her father that was into every kind of mechanics. I was not. And I could realize that. Um but she never ever brought that out and and on the contrary she once told me yes you probably don't have that but you've got many other things that that 
you know, a payoff. And that made me feel so affirmed, even with my shortcomings. And only today I'm listening that for her, that was, you know, something to overcome. Now, that, this is beautiful. This, I mean, this podcast I'm telling you guys, marriage, marriage has its own dynamics. I'm serious about it. And oh, this is just an example, a living example of what just happened. After 38 years, this is what I'm listening for the first. I'm listening to this for the first time. You see? Yeah. I don't know. That's so beautiful. And to, like to share that with us, we feel very honored that you got to share that <laughs> But I think that's that's so um that that like definitely speaks to like the beauty of like how there's like so much like the imperfections of your spouse are not something to be like, oh like, well, I guess like this is something I'll put up with, like. My husband is is a very kind and very generous man. And whenever I feel like I'm being too much or too extra or too dramatic, um, he'll always tell me like, you're like, I'm I'm not married to you, like in spite of your flaws. Like I'm married to you with like with your flaws. Like that's that's part of who you are. And that was something that I struggled with to like wrap my mind around unconditional love, like a love that's so unconditional, where like your flaws yes they're flaws and he's not like letting me get away with you know all these sorts of like horrible not not horrible things but you know like getting away with things he he calls me out gently on things but I never feel like oh I'm a horrible person I'm like look at all my defects it's like oh no like I want to change or even if he does like even if I do annoy him I know I annoy my husband there has to be something (laughs) but for him to like you know call me to a higher I don't even know what the word is call me to call me higher like to be a better person just that's it just out of like sheer love like that's just so amazing Um, that's beautiful it is it is it is that way well there is a question here among the things that you post I don't know if I'm anticipating a little bit that says have you um what's no, no, this is, have you changed through your marriage? I was going to so ask I, that. How do you think you guys have changed throughout the marriage? Well, I don't know if I can introduce that, but when I read that question, my answer was, are you kidding? <laughs> or do you do you mean to ask, have I not changed in my marriage? Because how do you know that you don't change in marriage? But yes, of course I have. And, and so I, you continue to be your very self. I'm that very same guy, you know, that I was when I was eight and lost my mother. She 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 mm-hmm. passed away in a very young age. Uh, she, she's she's remembered even today. There is a biography of her uh, because of her remarkable life in a very short time, 40 years. Mm-hmm. But I'm the very same guy. And I'm sure that she's the very same gal just as well. But there has been a constant um let's say how do you how would you say update of your very Mm -hmm. self Mm -hmm. it's and that's now in my case I can say that it's because my wife loves me um how do I know that because she's she's helped me become you know we've heard this so many times a better me a better myself 
I mean, so that is exactly the fruit of love making. So in that way, yes, you change a lot. Now, I'm not going to give details here of what she's helped me change to <laughs> That's be okay. better. But uh, yeah, you don't want to hear. But uh, <laughs> but she has. Um, unlike what I can do for her, because the, the relationships are different. I, I, I've put all my life in loving my wife. That's for sure. Um, but, you know, she can qualify that statement a little bit, maybe. I don't know. But um, it's a different ball game when it comes to the, you know, to love how the woman loves the man and how the man loves the woman. They're different uh, mm -hmm. ways. Uh, but in my case, I, yes. Has there been a lot of change in marriage? Oh, you bet there has been. I mean, you know, and, and again. I think, I really think that um, the human person is not, um, is not made for change. And that is a constant struggle because we need we need that stability. We look for that. We um, we aim at that. But life is a constant change. Yeah. So yeah. the the first years are the first years, and then the kids, and then um, work, and then balance everything. I love this word that came after the pandemic. Like more um um common use is pivoting like yes <laughs> to pivot <laughs> a, a pivot i'm saying right yeah and i and i think that's exactly what is marriage and what is family life the constant pivot from one situation to the next one and when you feel that you have these routines perfect and this it even the the even the age like the real age development of the kids and the person is a constant change so we need, and we talked about this a few minutes ago, we need to love in change. We change physically. I think aging is not easy. You look at the mirror and you say, mom, what are you doing there? And it's you. And, and, and you need to go through those changes and you need to accept that and you need to learn how to manage that. So you don't have that vision when you are 24 and you're getting married. You, I think you're getting married to this person in this moment but you don't know how the things will evolve, how the things will pivot. That's why marriage with a, a determination of um, life commitment is the only way that you can go through those changes. Right. And I think that was that was something for me that like clicked in pre-Cana when we were prepping. Um, like the idea that you act very differently if you have kind of one foot out the door. And I think that's what the mentality of like, oh, well, we could just get a divorce is where it's like, oh, well, like if it's not working for us, we'll just end it. Or if it's not working for us, we'll just separate. There's something uh, very just like grounding, knowing that no matter what happens, no matter how like, no matter how frustrating things get or how scary like an argument may seem like I know my husband's not going anywhere and he knows I'm not going anywhere and there's something very um something very like you you attack problems differently yes. when you have that mentality well that exactly and, and let me just say this because I've worked in my first legal case uh my case I was in a 
an attorney. So was one that had to do with annulment of a marriage. Funny enough, because I never thought that I would deal with that. And I can tell this to to you couples out there that can be listening to this. If you ever have that reasoning in your mind that you can, you know, well, after six months or two years, even in the deepest parts of your heart, if you're thinking you can, you know, opt out of this thing, then you're lacking a fundamental element into marriage. Mm -hmm. And no matter how much you celebrate a marriage, you're not getting married, you know? You're just making a part, you're you're just getting into a partnership. And a partnership is great. It's got great advantages, but it's not a marriage. And when it comes to a relationship between a man and a woman, you know, you don't want to do partnerships. You want to the, go to the real things. You can do that in business, you know, but not when you are vesting your person, your very self. That's why marriage is unsolvable, not because any religious authority says so. It's because it belongs to the nature of it. Right. It, it's What's at stake is your very self. So... Be aware of these things, because if you have that somehow harbored in your heart, you just have to, you know, examine yourself and come to terms with yourself and straighten things up because yeah. you're you're starting with a, a false step there. If you do that and it can go very subtly into the deepest corners of our heart. So be aware of that. You don't want to come into a relationship to say, oh, well, I can always opt out if the worst comes to worse. No, that's not it. I will say at this moment that it's also very smart and intelligent. If you if you have problems, you need to look for help. And mm-hmm. and don't wait. Don't wait until the situation is, is very, very uh, complicated because it's, it's difficult. So we... We have been working in uh, family life coaching for many years, and we have uh, mediation practice, family mediation practice for years. And we heard so many things. We heard so many things. And uh, we decided not continue with mediation. Um, at least I decided and he decided later because it's so late in the process of marriage when you get to mediation. It's so sad mm-hmm. that uh, my, my advice is always look for help we don't have this idea that we we can look f- uh, we can look for help before we have a problem it's like when we look for help in marriage it's usually when the things are very bad mm-hmm. so i will if, if i need to give some advice is don't be afraid don't be afraid to look for for help and nowadays we have this world of coaching that is different from therapy coaching is an accompaniment through the process it's like you will never decided to to you know to sign in for a tournament without a coach or you were never decided to hike the himalaya without a sherpa and then you look for the help so you can do that in marriage too look for the help don't consider that you have all the answers Ask for questions, look for accompaniment, share with other couples, and not everything needs to be therapy. And it's the therapy, the coach will refer you to the therapy, but 
there are some things that are kind of before marriage are all you know those issues from from your life that need to be healed that is one situation but also how do we get to some point that is more coaching so look for the help nowadays we have all this so don't try to survive alone when you are the biggest uh, adventure in life that is the one that decided to have a family so look for all the tools thanks for joining us for this episode of after cane if you enjoyed listening share it with a friend subscribe and leave a review or visit us at ferrisloveshrine.org.